We're snapping, we're tackling, we're potting here on Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Nick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He's the Uncliso uh PrepsKC.com. Got your Virginia hat on. Yes, I do. Personally from Virginia. Well, we're just from here. We spent time in Virginia. That's what we go through that like, oh, high okay. school in Virginia. Personally from here, spent time there. Yeah, that was in the military. So spent time in Virginia and had friends who went to the University of Virginia. In fact, uh was doing podcasts with uh jesse owen and was telling him it was like my first real kind of on campus out of high school experience you know spending a weekend was at because i went to community college for the first couple of years was at the university of virginia uh some football games that were just a lot of fun good yeah. times were had so some laws may have been broken not nothing major but you're based yeah. in college you're basically you know, so. obviously a tragic time there uh um, yeah this past week there and getting Pass that in a football program. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do they, it. They canceled the Virginia Tech game. That says something. I mean, that there's, says, there's, I mean, there's I mean, everything about the impact of that. And it's, it's you know, Juan Thornell had the shoes and he's a, yep. he's a what Virginia a guy. Yeah. Our, our neighbor's he's, son is one of I, like the, at the, the school newspaper is like the main sports writer there and is, uh, you know, we checked in when, wherever it happened. He was, you know, he was safe when, when, Nobody quite knew what was going on. And, uh, but he's had to write about this and real world stuff for like a 20 year old. And, <clears throat> and so just the connections there, just, I mean, just the, yeah, it's a reality it's a, of it all is just, um, it's and, and, and Juan's a Virginia guy. I mean, he's, he grew up in Virginia. I think it's, I think, and I heard him on, on, on like 810 one day, and he was talking about where he's from. And he's, I think, from a smaller town uh, outside of, I think, like Alexandria. Um, not a, not a, like a trying to decide what I, way he described what I described here, maybe a Carney type town, you know, like sure. a class four school or something like yeah. that. Not a, not a big class school, but, uh, definitely a Virginia guy through and through. And, and I know that, uh, you know, that was tough on, that's been tough on him and, and it's a, it's a horrible thing. And, uh, but, um, hopefully that, that, that football program can heal and, and go from there. But, uh, yeah, no, exactly. What is normally just a, a great time for football, the Thanksgiving uh, weekend here. So Virginia, much Virginia going Tech. on at the college level and uh, and then the high school level. Kind of shame that a lot of those people out there can't enjoy us. Enjoy it. <clears throat> but we are here in Kansas City to talk about uh, state championship games this weekend, as well as some semifinal games on the Missouri side. We'll kind of back up first, as we always do, and take a look at how we got here. I tell you what, Dion. We, we talk about, you know, the semifinal week and how it's the best week each and every year, and there's the best games. We had a lot of lopsided affairs yeah. last um, Last Friday night was not uh, it was not good football. I mean, even at least I'm a Northdown at DeSmet, um, you know, they handled them. And so, and then everything here in town was was pretty much a blowout. Um, you know, I thought that Gardner, only the Northwest game was going to be good, but it wasn't. It really wasn't, uh, you know, a, a good contest. So, no, kind of kind of interesting to see how that that shook out. We had some better games on Saturday. Um, uh, you know, the Maryville the game was pretty good. The Maryville P- Pleasant Hill, uh, yeah. East Buchanan. East Buchanan was in a in a dogfight with Gallatin. Adrian's game was close, and then kind of got blown up in the fourth quarter. So there were some better games there. You know, uh, in a loss, Lafayette County and Bowling Green was a it was a good game. I listened to most of that game, and it was back and forth all day. So. Some yeah. better games on some better games on Saturday than we had on Friday night. Yeah, and we had some another game on Saturday, Smithville Center, uh, close yeah. one, and then uh, Friday night. We'll, we'll start there. Uh, maybe the, the the best game 
Um, semifinal game, 4A in Kansas, St. Thomas Aquinas and Bishop Miege. Miege able to hold off Aquinas, not make mistakes at the end. Yeah. And beat the Saints for the Stags to move on to the 4A state title game. Yeah, no, I, I watched that game and, um, you know, Aquinas came down with Sean Carroll and, and drove right down the field and, and jumped out ahead. But then uh, Miege answered back and kind of kept a about a two score, you know, 10 point snagger. And that's what, about what it ended up being at the end, 38-28. Um, and really did a good job of slowing that running game down of, of Aquinas. And like you said, the last time they played him, you know, Aquinas got the same amount of points, but they didn't turn the ball over like they did yeah. the, the last time they played him. And, and that kept them from getting uh, some more points on the board. So they, they weren't their own worst enemy there. Played an outstanding game. Mark, Mac Armstrong had another great game. Coppage and and, and the rest of that receiving core uh, made good plays. And, and you know, uh, Coach Walms was out there, and he said that uh, the one thing he was impressed by the Miege receivers is, they don't miss balls. They don't drop balls. There was not a lot of balls hitting the ground. Mac Armstrong is incredibly accurate, so that helps. The ball's here nine times out of ten. But even on a – there was a diving play uh, for a touchdown. Kid made a great play on. Um, so that's – you know, they they make good plays, and they make – when the ball comes close, they make make it happen. Yeah, they do. Um, and so, Bishop Miege back in the state title game, I think for the first time since what it had been, 2019. Yep. You had um, uh, you had uh, the Thunder winning it the last two years of St. James in 4A. Up in Class 5A, it's it's like, I guess for the second straight week, you had just kind of, whoa, eye-opening scores, right? Both involving Blue Valley Southwest. Blue Valley Southwest hammers uh, DeSoto in the quarterfinals, 69-35, and then Mill Valley returns the favor, <laughs> and then some to Blue Valley Southwest, 63 Six- 63 to nothing, not 69 to nothing that I put in the tweet. Uh, that 69 had stuck in my head from Blue Valley they, Southwest. They were touchdown and missed PAT away from uh, getting to 69 nothing. Yeah, no, so they uh, um, put it on them. Um, I think Mays will score on um, – Most likely. Most likely uh, on Mill Valley, but that's not uh, out of the question that they don't. So it'll be interesting. You know, we had our uh, Simone ballot uh, meeting, and uh, that, you know, depending on when you watch this – uh, this won't, I mean, the Simone ballot will already be out. And there was a discussion of a player from Shawnee Mission South. And one thing that put him over the top of the ballot was that he scored a touchdown against Mill Valley. Right. Which, yeah. I don't know how many guys are walking around town saying they did that against the ones at Mill Valley. I mean, well, not... I can tell you. a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, that scored uh, five. Five guys. <clears throat> well, I think I think Gardner had the same guy twice. I think yeah. Dawson Kimler scored twice, and then also on the oh no no, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, Jordan <laughs> Allen from Olathe South scored also on, on the ballot. <laughs> he might have done it twice too. He might have been uh, he might have scored both their touchdowns. So and then yeah. there's Johnny Mission, um, yeah, Dunbar, Johnny Mission South. So yeah, kind of an exclusive club. Maybe three guys. Oh, and then uh, yes, the uh, I believe it was was a Porter maybe from Olathe North. Olathe North that scored their that offense. Scored <clears throat> on the offense, and then the Olathe uh, North defense had two guys that scored. Yeah. yeah. So but, yeah, it's a it's a, a pretty exclusive club to be able to. Two hundred five to nothing, Mill Valley in the um in the playoffs so far. It's kind of boring. That'd, that'd be nice to keep keep that uh, that zero. <laughs> Taking on uh, a generational quarterback from Mays. We'll talk about that later on. Want to finish up the results in 6A. Kind of like 5A, you, you figured Mill Valley would win. Gardner Edgerton, probably the favorite in this yeah. one. You just maybe didn't see him just, you know, hammering Olathe, Olathe Northwest like that. 
No, not at all. I, I mean, I thought they would win. Um, Olathe Northwest has been playing so well coming in offensively. Um, their defense, I knew, was, you know, they gave up some points. Um, and so I knew they'd be challenged a little bit there to stop, especially once Gardner Edition gets going with that flex bone. They're so, they're so tough to defend. Uh, and any team that runs a flex bone, they're tough when they get up because you just don't get your hands on the ball. Uh, but they hung 55 on Olathe Northwest yeah. and, and held them to seven. You would so, have thought they were a spread team, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of points to put up uh, in a semifinal game. Um, you know, I can remember when Dustin Laney, who's the offensive coordinator uh, at, uh, at Gardner, was the head coach of Shiner Mission East. You know, they hung 55-60 on teams in the first round, uh, yeah. but, but uh, not necessarily in the semis. Um, yeah. That's not easy to do. So the Gardner team's playing real well, um, and they are uh, – at this point, they're there. So they've got as good a chance as anybody. There's There's no derby. On the other side, look, Gardner almost beat Manhattan last year, um, and the Gardner team's way way better this year. And yes. I get it, Manhattan is too. But I believe was Manhattan a one seed? They, they were close to it last year on the west side because Gardner were was close. on the west side. They were close, um, but you're right. Yeah, Gardner almost beat them in the playoffs. Um, I'm gonna look that up as we move over to the uh, I'm a dad. Missouri side. I, I tell you, CBC. I haven't seen a play, but they must be. Tremendous offensively. Watch, w- watch that game. They really in the second half against Liberty North decided. Well, we've got uh, you know two elite, two three elite guys. We're just going to hand them the ball. The uh, yeah. love kid is outstanding, and and Liberty North. You know, and Melvin Laster had some telling quotes. He said we didn't, we didn't do a very good job on the backside and got out of their gaps and started chasing. Yeah, when you start chasing fast guys, you end up on the other side of it. So um, they were they were Liberty North was up fourteen to twelve at halftime, playing really well. And then just got blitzed in the second half. So, uh, and it wasn't like last year where they turned the ball over five times. They just got blitzed. They couldn't couldn't really stop them in just big plays, you know, 70, 80 yard runs and things like that. So, no, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out um, in the state championship game this week. Yeah. And we'll talk about that uh, momentarily. Uh, class five, uh, Fort Osage, uh, kind of a dominant win over uh, Grain Valley to move on to the semifinals. Yeah. Lorenzo Fenner had a big game, uh, 100 yards receiving and, and really. Um, you know, the one thing they always say is don't kick it to Lorenzo Fenner. I don't think Grain Valley intended that. Uh, I think that was a wind aided ball that did not get to the end zone and Fenner did what Fenner does. Uh, he took it all yeah. the way back for a touchdown. Um, he is, he is dangerous in the fact that, um, you, you can't let him touch it as a general rule. And they did a good job of getting the ball. You know, Grain Valley took away, um, Reaver Peppers and, the, the tailback who had 20 touchdowns on the year, but they couldn't take away Fenner and Fenner had a big game and Greg, May, yeah. the quarterback had a good game. So uh, they get to go to Cape Girardeau central. Um, and um, as I'm trying to arrange coverage, as we speak of that game, uh, which I'm coming up short as of right now, I called down and talked or left a message, a voicemail on the uh, editor of the Southeast Missouri. And I wasn't sure if I from here. I wasn't sure if I was calling Cape Girardeau or someplace in Mississippi with his accent. Yeah. Kentucky. I mean, there's uh... it's, it's a whole different world in Cape. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, I know when Odessa played in Kennett um, Mm -hmm. a few years ago that it was actually, I was trying to find somebody to cover that game. I remember that Uh, we, we ended up doing it over the phone as, as uh, Mark Thomas, that team came back from that semifinal uh, that it was, instead of trying to get people from St. Louis to go cover that game, it was easier to get people from Memphis to go cover the Kennett game. And in fact, two of the guys who write for me, Andy Myers and Steve Bublow, 
Um, I was trying to figure out how I was going to do coverage this week. I was texting them like, are you available this week? They're both in Nashville, which I think Nashville to Cape Girardeau is is definitely closer than Blue Springs or North Kansas City to Cape Girardeau. (laughs) Yeah. So I was trying to talk one of them into scooting on over to Cape on Saturday afternoon to to get that done, but uh, no, they're they're both staying in Nashville <laughs> for the weekend. Uh, I don't think their wives are going to let them on a Thanksgiving weekend uh, take off and cover a, a game three hours away. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a couple things here. Anytime you get close to the Kentucky Bend, which is that little piece of Kentucky that's inside Missouri, yes, right. Uh, it's going to be a different world, but uh, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to go to the Kentucky Bend, by the way, um, and just kind of see what it's like. And then also, uh, yeah, Manhattan was a two seed last year. Yeah. Gardner was a 10 and Gardner lost by three points. And so, look, I, I've kind of like, I've been skeptical about Manhattan all year long, uh, but they've kind of proven me wrong to where I believe this is the, a legit team. I mean, you beat Derby twice. I don't care if the quarterback's hurt or not. That's beat Wichita Northwest twice. I mean, what's that? Exactly. Now, both times I mean, there, I'm like, all right, I think uh, Northwest is going to be a nope. Didn't happen. <clears throat> so they have a quality team. I think Gardner has every chance in the world. Yes. Well, we'll talk about that uh, here moving forward. Uh, we're down to class four. Did that did that uh, Smithville center result surprise you? A little bit, yeah. Um, Smithville did a great job of shutting down the running game. And 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 Joseph Vick d- didn't have – I mean, he was scrambling a lot of the times and um, it wasn't as accurate as he's been and, and really kind of took center out of what they wanted to do. And um, probably – could have scored a few more points than you'd think. They were in position to do that a couple times, and they, they didn't punch it in. But, you know, that's a hats off to center's defense. Center blocked a punt, um, too, um, and had – center blocked a punt and had a ball inside the 20, and then with penalties and sacks was like fourth and 30, you know, yeah. on the other side of the 50, you know. And and so <clears throat> it just didn't – it just didn't go center's way, but because – they didn't go center's way because Smithville was on the other side of the ball. And come to find out the team that lost in the semifinals probably should have won in the semifinals two years ago um, and maybe should have won a state championship two years ago, blitzed its way to a state championship last year. And even though it replaced a lot of players off that, off that team, mm-hmm. they, they might be good. They yeah. might, uh, they might be. In, in fact, you know, there's, you know, there's whispers like, Oh, they're done after this year. I don't, I wouldn't say that about Smithville. They replaced so many players on that team. If you don't think they don't have kids lined up and ready to go for next year, you're stupid. I mean, early on in the year, they didn't look anything like a state championship team. Uh, The offense, which is, you know, always kind of behind the defense, wasn't even close. Defense wasn't as physical as they are now, but they've come around that, I tell you, High school football defense travels in the playoffs, and it oh, and they're they're not very big, but they're physical. Again, last week, yeah, they imposed their will on you. Um, And offensively, they replaced eight starters, so that's why that took. And and they've really been a run heavy team, led by Andrew Hedgeworth. And and, but he's a guy now that they're in the postseason. If they're forced to chuck it thirty five times, they've got a guy who can do it, and they can they can beat you any way they want. And uh, I think Smithville's. Uh, extremely dangerous, and and uh, it's, it's going to be tough against St. Mary's. St. Mary's is, is loaded with athletes. It's going to be a tough game. Well, yes, from one you know powerhouse program to another, uh, Maryville loses to Pleasant Hill. I get it's not the the, the the same Maryville team we've seen in a lot of such an older brothers uh, Maryville team. But that's a great win for the Pleasant Hill program, right? Well, Maryville, yeah, first uh, one of my fifteen. Yeah, first semifinal appearance in seventy five. 
Uh, they won a state title in 74, or no, run, they were runner-up in 74, and they made the semis in 75, and this is the furthest they've been since. Um, they, what the difference was, and this is what I think will help them this week against Cardinal Ritter, they only have one guy who goes both ways. Now, he's really an important guy. He's starting middle linebacker and tailback. That's, Bush. that's it? That's amazing. There's six, yeah. eight teams that have, like, five. <laughs> yeah, so they have one guy going both ways, and you saw that in the second half against Maryville. Yeah, it's down huge. One point and outscored them uh, 22 to 22 to six in the second half. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's going to be the thing that they're going to rely on. Um, and they play – then they play up tempo on offense. So, they're making you – change those guys out, you know, if you can't get them out and things like that. So they really, and he, you know, he said, he goes, we were you know, just, excuse me, Justin Hamilton, their coach said, we got a little sped up ourselves in the first half because Maribel wanted to go at tempo too. And he goes, once our guys kind of on defense got their, you know, kind of settled in, he goes, we were fine the rest of the way. And that's what they did in the second yeah. half of that game. And take on Cardinal Ritter. Cardinal Ritter. We'll talk about that. Um, uh, but a couple more. We have Adrian moving on and East Buck moving on in the lower classes in Missouri. Uh, East Buck, I think, expected to be there. Um, they're defending state champions. We've got a lot of players back on that team. Adrian, maybe not. Um, you know, they're a very young team. Uh, a lot of sophomores and juniors who lead the way there. And uh, they they beat a Marionville team that uh, were up 8-6, to six, and then they scored a touchdown. And uh, – they just couldn't punch it in and, and Adrian kept them out of the end zone. And then Adrian scored, did a pooch kickoff that the kid bobbled and they got it. Their coach lost his mind <laughs> at that point, And that team melted down from that point on. So uh, yeah, Adrian playing with house money here. They get a Monroe city team that is, you know, been the number one or number two team, depending on other rankings have been this year, all year. <laughs> and they, I've got a fighting chance because uh, Monroe City is uh, down at least one of their running backs, maybe two. depends on depends on how it shakes out. But uh, no, Adrian in the semifinals again, uh, two or three years ago against Mid Buchanan. Then I and I might be missing some. It's class one. I'm not always paying the most attention there. Have we ever had a? <laughs> we get, wait. I can edit here. Yeah. Uh, have we ever had an all Kansas City? No, no. Uh, I don't think a class one. Class one? I'd have to go look. There's a great Wikipedia page that has, you know, you can go find all the champions. That's easy. But there's a great Wikipedia page out there that has all the champions and runners up. I'd have to go look and see, um, but not in the recent history. Well, and it felt like this wasn't possible maybe 10, 15 years ago, right? Where you're always taking they were all They were all kind of, well, they were all, all the class one teams were pretty much all on one side. <laughs> uh, they, they Before they started splitting it up, it, it definitely wasn't possible. Um, because they would split the state in half and you were always on the same side or yeah. in the same quarter um, as, as teams you played. So yeah, it'd be hard to do, but now it's, now they move it around a little bit, which is good. And that's what, that's where you get these kind of matchups. Yeah. We, uh, we always, we always clamor for it in class six has yet to happen. It is happening or at least has the chance to happen uh, again in uh, class one here. All right. So here we go. We got nine games, right? Nine games yep. in the area to talk about this week, some state championship games, some semifinals. Let's get started with the state championship games um, in Kansas. 6A, uh, Gardner Edgerton and uh, undefeated Manhattan, the number one team in Kansas. Um, uh, what, what do you think about the Trailblazers here in a state well, championship game for the second time in uh, school history? I think that the, the 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 people probably, everybody out there is probably picking Manhattan in this game. I like the fact that neither one of these teams have any history of being in this game 
walking well, yeah, in the stadium in Emporia. Like, you have new blood in some classes. You have deja vu in some classes. Yeah. This is new blood. Yes. Neither one of these teams. I mean, Manhattan has been in a state championship game since 2001. Um, you know, and that's a team that played for a bunch back in the 80s and 90s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, but no, this is uh, new for both of them. I think that I think that uh, Gardner's style plays. I mean, it's Syracuse zone in the tournament, right? Yeah. Unless you've faced it before, and you better have a game plan going into it because there's a way to stop it. But there, you got to have experience playing the flex bone. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know out west how if there's any Kansas teams that play. You know, Hutch, run Hutch used to run it. Um, I don't know. No two, three coaches on from Dryling if they still are. I think Cornelson did when he was still when he was there. But like I said, they're they're a second or third coach past that. Um, I think that the thing that that if you're Manhattan, you got to worry about is yeah, okay, maybe we feel like we can stop that run, and then they pop you one over the top, and you look up and there's a tight end running free down. And then yeah, and Gardner's messing around with a couple different quarterbacks here. Got Connor Elder, and they got the sophomore as well, Braven Powell. Uh, his family we know very well. Uh, it's a terrific athlete. And so, I mean, I, I, I try to follow the box scores on PrepsKC.com. I see Braven's catching a touchdown pass. I see him throwing one. Yeah. And so they're bearing that up. Um, first of all, Jesse Owen, coach. And uh, he's got uh, uh, Colin Plays, uh, Delaney. Yes. That's Delaney as well. Ryan Lonergan on that uh, staff. So many good coaches. And then also, I mean, that is – that is a hell of an offensive line. That is a big physical yeah. offensive line. They, they might not have like just the track stars out there. Maybe you see with the Lathan North, but they have a huge offensive line and they got guys that'll put their uh, shoulder pads down and tote the rock and Dawson Kindler and boot Butash really like their team. Yeah. In fact that, you know, you look, think about those Charlie Mission East teams that Dustin Laney had when he, when he got there, they, they were coming off a chip Sherman spread, throw mm-hmm. the ball around because they had, the, they had a quarterback and some guys who could catch it. He got there and looked around and was like, I got a little lineman walking around Shiny Mission East. Yeah. And so that's what he did. He he installed that uh, um, flex bone and they, they went for yeah. that. Gardner has had Gardner, they they got big, they got big dudes there. So that's yeah. the yeah, I think a lot of times you chalk it up to system with uh, you know, with the um with the flex bone, but but they got they got fellows at Gardner. When you when you combine like talent with the flex bone, it's really hard to really hard Yeah, to it is. I like I said, I I like Gardner's. I'm looking forward to watching that game. I think it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, and then Billy, I, I assume you'll be you'll be on a, they have out there. Yeah. You'll be on a phone trying to ke- catch up on some of these or following on uh, our live stats on on Preps KZ probably trying to. I don't know if my phone will be out uh, on, on, on Saturday, <laughs> but I'll, I'll look afterward. Uh, yeah, because down in five A, we're all be in Pittsburgh. It's going to be uh, Mill Valley and Mays the rematch. Dion, I can't remember a game that's been more anticipated in Kansas in a long, long time. I, I think everybody thought this was what was going to happen, and it happened. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, what everybody thought was going to be. Uh, I think it's even more interesting with the way Mill Valley has played over the last month plus. Um, and the you know Mays has been the same team kind of all season long. Um, they from the from the jump, and you know Mill Valley's been good and been dominant, but they've really cranked it up a notch mm-hmm. in the postseason. Yeah. And yeah, they have, and you know it depends on who you're playing and all that stuff. But uh, the 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 defense has been dominant, and I think a lot of times, similar to Carter, you, you think of Mill Valley as maybe this uh, you know this nameless, faceless machine, right? 
but there is some talent on that defensive side. Jaden Woods, uh, we'll get some Simone, uh, you know, finalists and everything. He's going to be, you know, in the next three years in the top yeah. for like the the uh, Buchanan. He's defensive end for Mill Valley. Truman Griffith is a D1 defensive lineman. You know, Mikey Bergeron nominated for the, um, uh, the Simone Award on the defensive side. There are some fellas. We talk about Hayden Jay and Tristan Baker a lot on the uh, on the offensive side, but that defense it's uh you know it's it's more than just system there it's uh it's some dudes over there and so it's 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 crazy it's going to be you know Mays with two D1 receivers and the number 8 quarterback in the country against by far the best defense in Kansas oh yeah not even close and uh, you know the thing that that defense in Mill Valley not that I'm, I'm not telling you anything you don't know that defensive line is so good it frees up the other 7 8 guys yeah to really just flood anything you want to do, whether yeah. it's run support or if it's flooding a zone to where a quarterback doesn't have um, any, any spots to throw to. Oh, by the way, it's not that they just hold up the offensive line or, you know, they get to the quarterback. They make things happen quicker. So, you know, Avery Johnson's, I don't think he's going to be phased and scared or anything like that but he's going to be sped up like he has been sped up all year. Yeah. I rewatched the game from last year and he's a much more accurate passer this year. He's thrown for a lot more yards is, and he's rushed for a fewer because everybody's realizing more. Okay. we got to try to contain this guy still. Once he gets out of the pocket, he's almost untouchable. Yeah. Um, but I watched the game from last year. It's like this is going to be the, a lot of the same guys running around on offense for them. that are running around on defense because Mill Valley, a very young defense uh, uh, last year. And so it's uh yeah, that's uh this is the deja vu part of the uh the Kansas City teams playing in the playoffs because we saw it last year and uh for a classic this year. Spectrum's gonna air the game. Yeah, and it's gonna be uh gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I was trying to decide if I was gonna go to Pleasant Hill or if I was gonna stay home and watch several games at once, and I think that's my plan. <laughs> we got room on the bus, Dion. Come on ah. down. Nobody doesn't mess around anymore. They get buses to uh, for the fans to go down there. So uh yeah, come on down. Uh, no, I, 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 I'd love to get out and I mean, I'd love for all state championships to be in Kansas in one place. And I'd love to do that one time, yeah. but like we used nice. to do it, like we do it in Missouri, but uh, no, it's, and it's not even that, that the only problem with the dome was that it was in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the dome were here. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, who knows? Chiefs move over to Kansas and, Kansas could have it at, at Children's Mercy. I think that's a great place. Well, to have. that grass field. I tear up a grass field having six games. Yes, there. yeah, but I mean, it's good enough for at least one state championship game, right? You got I, uh, yes, NCAA I've, Division Two playing there. I am going to start a push for the Missouri Class Six game to be to be at the current stadium when that gets open. We'll see. See if I, I have mean, any. just get some state championships yeah. in Kansas City for crying out loud. It's not just football. We barely have any in all sports. Yeah, we have none really. I mean. Uh, 6A girls softball uh, in Kansas is there. I mean, sometimes there's some soccer. Been here soccer. I think there's uh, there's some Kansas soccer there occasionally, but that's about it. All right, let's get uh, back to it. Um, 4A in Kansas. It's Bishop Miege and Wamigo. Look, I've seen a little bit of Wamigo. I think they might be the best team yeah. from the West in 4A in a long time, but will that matter? I don't think it will matter. I think Miege is playing really well. The way they played against uh, the run-heavy team uh, <laughs> last week just shows that they're you know they've they've got to beat themselves at this point. Uh, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna beat them is turnovers and things like that. But that they've they've had those games already. I think 
<laughs> I think yeah. they've got to get that out of their system. Get out of your system. They hate them yeah. at the time, but if you can get them out of your system, do that in regular season. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to be fine. I, I like the Asian ton of that game. It, it's funny. So in, in uh, five A or six, I, I think the last time a school from outside of the metropolitan areas of Wichita or Kansas City is one is like 2007. So you have a chance with uh, with uh, Manhattan, and then Lamigo is basically part of Manhattan. So what a what a year for football in that kind of area of the state. Yeah, and and, and like you said, it's uh, it's been pretty much a Wichita Kansas City dominated uh, thing, and really Lamigo would be you know the first non uh, non Catholic school. Since, Since uh, Rose Hill, the age was probably in four A, right? I think Rose did. Rose Hill went back to back against Eudora. I feel like uh, Lewisburg won it in ten, and I think Eudora went in eleven and twelve, wow. and then Miage moved down and started winning titles. Hmm. Yeah, Eudora yeah. Fi- finished second. Did back to back years. I know one of them was Rose Hill because then Rose Hill went in the tank. I mean, they were like winless there for a few years. It was like yeah. Were, yeah. Um, so. All right, so um, Class Six in Missouri does Lee Summit North. This is deja vu again, right? By the way, the, the, the semifinals and the finals with Liberty North and Lee Summit North and CBC. They have a chance this year. Uh, uh, hey, they had a beat last year. He did. A lot, of, a lot of the same players. I mean, they had a chance to really win that game last year. Uh, they've got to finish. And, you know, I did a podcast with Jamar Mosey just before we did this one, and uh, that's what he talked about. Is that we talked about finishing. You got to finish when those against a, against that team. You got, to, you know, Liberty North had a good half, and they didn't have a good second half. You got to take care of your business. I think athlete-wise, they match up better than maybe Liberty North did. Literally, look, not that Liberty North doesn't have a ton of athletes. They do. They're loaded. But at least some of North has a ton. Um, and I think that, you know, with their offensive line led by Caden Green, they can control the clock a little a little more. Um, and they've got, you know, the Quincy Baker kid, Tanner House. The tailbacks are great. The two quarterbacks, Max Ford and Elijah Leonard, uh, are both playing and playing well. And then Isaiah Mosey, the outstanding receiver, uh, is playing great. And then on the defense um, – Williams Narney, I think is how he says his name. Um, outstanding guy for them on the defensive line. Plays a little linebacker as well. Uh, no, it's uh, the, they've got the dudes. Uh, so it's it's not getting down. I think is the is the big thing. Keep them within um, distance and 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 take them to the ground is what he talked about. Yeah, don't yeah. let them slip past you. You got to take when you when you get to them. You got to take them to the ground. Uh, and I think they've All got right. the speed and the power to do that. Class five in Missouri, you have Francis Howell and Carthage, and you have Fort Osage and Cape Central. Who, who's the favorite of those four? Well, the Francis Howell and Carthage game, I think, is going to be a really good one. Um, I like Fort to come out of the Cape game. Um, Fort's just playing like a team that should win a state championship. They've got all the pieces. They're healthy. Uh, but Carthage and, and Francis Howell are good. You know, that's what helps Fort. They don't have to play Francis Howell and Carthage. The other one's – We'll have to play, you know, go so through. So they've that. got the. You think the fourth? I think of the, best of the four. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. I think so. And Cape Central hasn't really been here where Francis Allen and Carthage have been. So I think I, I like four chances this week, and I like four chances next week if they get there. In Class Four, Smithville and Saint. Are we sure Saint Mary's is Class Four? I see them as like a Class Two and Class Three. Team. They weren't. They've been Multiple Class Four. Fire, and they dropped down Multiple to Class Three. Get you, huh? Yeah, they, they dropped down to Class Three. One state championship, so they bumped back up to Class Four. Under the old multiplier, they were class four. Uh, no, I think they've got. Uh, I think Smithville's got a chance here. It's it's about slowing those athletes down uh, and being physical and winning the line of scrimmage. That's what they have to do. They have to win at the line of scrimmage, or else uh, they're going to be in trouble. So uh, they've got a chance. It's at home. Is this the state um, title game? You think? Uh, probably. I don't. You know. Yeah, it's West Plains and um, Saint Dominic or Saint Dominic. Yeah, I think it's a state championship game. 
Yeah. I think these are the two best teams that are left. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm going back to my sheet. Um, East Buck. We've got. I, I like. I like them in that game. Um, East Buck and uh, Duchenne. Duchenne. Duchenne's a team a lot like uh, you know St. Mary's or Cardinal Ritter. You know their record doesn't look great, but they played a lot of bigger teams than them mm-hmm. all season long. And and uh, you know they've the the East East Buck doesn't scare them. But that being said, East Buck is not like a normal class one team. They've got sixty kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of depth. They can do just what you know they want. They're real physical. So uh, I like East Buck in that game. Uh, I think they should get it done. They're defending state champion. They've been there, done that. Where Duchenne's kind of you know has has to travel all the way across from St. Louis to Kansas City first time being this deep in playoffs. I, I like their chances. Uh, sorry, I skipped over Pleasant Hill in Class 3 and what's going to be a huge game. We talked about it. Uh, one of the biggest games of Pleasant Hill history against Cardinal Ritter. How good is like this St. Mary's. Cardinal Ritter team? A lot like St. Mary's. Uh, we've got a couple D1 kids on that, uh, Power 5 D1 kids on that team. Um, I think what helps Pleasant Hill is their depth, and they're going – only one guy going two, you know, both ways. I think that's going to be a difference maker for them, uh, no doubt. And then I believe the last game is Adrian. Adrian. Adrian and Monroe City. Adrian's got a you know puncher chance. We got a lot of home semifinals this year. First time, first time in a while we've had all these games yeah. at home with the exception of Fort Osage. Uh so yeah, I think you know Adrian's got a puncher's chance there. Love to see an Adrian East Buck uh game. Talk with Coach Daniel Ritter from East Buck, and he's like, he goes, We'd love to see. He goes, that'd be so cool if it could be two teams from kind of the kids that you know, the kids that they didn't play goes, in the regular season, did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. Uh so no, he's he said it'd be really great to see. And um, and Adrian's a year away, baby. They, they may be ahead of schedule here um, and and really playing as good a football as they played in a long time. Nice. All right, before we get out of here, let's uh, talk Simone. We're, we're down to final 10 in all the categories. Down to the final right? 10. Voting is going on as you as you watch this. And, um, you know, we'll just talk Simone Award uh, on this one uh, real quick here as we get running out of time. But uh, I thought the group did a great job. You were part of it, and there's about eight of us all together. Um you know, guys from Preps KC, guys from A10 Varsity, guys from WHB, guys from KSHB, who all cover uh, football all year long. And and it's a, you know, I was talking with Coach Mosey, and it's not just running backs and quarterbacks this year. Yeah. We got a, we got a defensive lineman in Edrick Hill. We got an offensive lineman in Caden Green. You got Zach Darsh from Blue Valley. Oh, that's Simone. Simone. Final 10. Yeah. And by the way, we're working from, it's not just us nominating guys, we're working from guys Coach who are nominated by yeah. the 120 plus coaches in the, uh, yeah. in the area. And uh, then you got Zach Darsh, who's a, a linebacker who plays quarterback for Blue Valley West. Yeah. Uh, that, that, so you got, I'm, I'm always partial to those guys, man. The Japanese, yeah. the guys and, that, um, you know, at big schools, they don't have to, but they're so good and they're so uh, – the stamina is so high, right, that they well, can uh, go out there and, and play both ways. And then you look at a guy like uh, – and you go down to something like the Fontana, you got Braden Bush, who's a, a two-way guy for Pleasant Hill, and then – uh, and his name's I'm blanking on it when I got right here in front of me, the kid from Carney who, you know, was when I got his name from the Carney coach and was looking at his numbers, uh, it was like, really this guy, uh, you know, cause he didn't have great numbers, Zach, Zach Grace. But then I talked to Jason Ambrosen and then Tim Spurl from a 10 who did that game. And they're like, no, no, that's the dude you prepare for. Yeah. Like he made, he did he had 21 touchdowns, but not a lot of yards because mm-hmm. he was their guy. He played tight end. He played running back. He played quarterback. He did everything for him. So, that, there's a lot of that out there this year, and it's it's fun to see. No, it is. That's on the Simone side. Um, kind of a wide open race, would you say? I mean, we're talking. Yeah, I think so. I don't know who's going to win. 
I don't know who's going to win. Uh, you won't won't know till you know. I don't know the final four. I'm a good guess. At that. I don't. I don't have a. I I I guarantee you that you and I could both come up the final four. It would probably be different, and there's no guarantee like almost that we would get different. two of them. eight different guys who would throw yes. out there. Maybe. Yes. Yes. No. Uh, doubt. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's, wide open. Yeah. And so our schedule for revealing the uh, finalists on Sunday night, Dion Clisso is going to be on Sunday Sound Off when we will reveal the uh, final four uh finalists for all the categories and then starting on monday we will reveal the winners of the taylor the bell buchanan the fontana through thursday and then on friday saturday sunday and monday night each simone award uh candidate will get their own night basically with video we'll feature them with uh you know some interviews stuff like that and then tuesday morning we'll surprise the winner Old school fashion at their uh, at their high school. That's going to be Tuesday. The what would be the sixth, sixth. Yes. I, I will say this: since we've gone to this format, I love it. I love seeing the reaction of the guys who win those first four awards. I've also really enjoyed, especially the way we did it last year, getting to do the one on ones with the Simone finalists. Yeah, you know, it's really <laughs> kind of cool to get to know them, and they each get because in the past they'd be a Simone finalist, and then the winner would have their their day, and the, the other three guys would just kind of. Not afterthoughts. It feels like they've they were always lost in the shuffle, and you kind of can't avoid it because you're at the winner's school, right? And so so I like it this way. The other three are going to have their own nights. You're going to learn about them if you're watching KSHB 41. And then same with the, uh, you know, if you're winning the bell, right? You got your own night. We're going to Zoom with you. We're going to come to your house, uh, talk to you, and um, get your reaction and all that. And so. Yeah. No, um, it's. uh, We kind of fell into this format with COVID. And we've stuck with it out of COVID. Well, and um, oh, who was the kid from Mill Valley who was talking to a coach while he learned that he won? Ethan Kramer uh, was talking Ethan Kramer. Talking to recruiter. He's like, his mom and dad were videoing him as he's watching it. He's on the phone. He just throws his arm up in the air that <laughs> he won it. If you know Ethan, that's him. That's him in a nutshell. Well, and then last year, uh, I interviewed Jet Deneen from a hotel room in Hutch because they were in a basketball tournament. Yeah, um, you know he was he was already in the basketball mode, and they just finished yeah. playing a couple weeks earlier. And uh, no, it's uh, and, and that's the the fun part about this week, these next two weeks, is getting to know some of these kids um, and seeing you know how they you know like last year Jackson House got to know him and a little bit there at the ceremony and uh, who won the Fontana before he moved to Louisiana. Um, but no, it's a it's a great week, and it's you know thanks to the Simone family, thanks to the McCarthy Auto Group, who's the presenting sponsor. Uh, for what they do for that it's it's going to be it's going to be fun it's hectic but it's fun no it is um it's a it's a, it's a crazy two weeks as you mentioned basketball starting up for most schools you got the uh you got uh, the state championship games over two weekends here and stuffed in the middle of it is voting for the simonis uh you yeah. know get the final lists out and then uh revealing the winners and then doing the simone awards it's a it's a hectic scramble but it's one we look forward to every year yep no doubt all right, best of luck to all the uh, state championship teams out there, especially those Mill Valley Jaguars. Bring home hardware. I think we had five last year, if I remember right, five state champions, um, which is a good uh, year for Kansas two, three. City. So bring back some yeah. more. Yep, no doubt. East Bucksmithville, Mill Valley, uh, St. James, Blue Valley and Northwest. Northwest. Yep. yep, good year. Yep, good year. Chance to uh, do that or maybe more this year. All right, for Dion and Mick, we'll see you uh, next time. There'll be a next time. As always, wrap who, up who knows? Ahead. Who knows? Maybe this will keep going. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Dion wants to. <laughs> really early in the morning for me. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time right here at Snapchat Pod.